0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Thespian Talk 2.0. This is the second official episode of what I like to call the revival of the show. Uh, this is the show for September 26, 2010. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me, as always, is the lovely Lady Renee. Hello out there in Internet land. And with us this week, we have another special guest co-host. It is Sin Wicked. How are you, Sin?
1: I'm fantastic, and you can call me Kieran.
0: Kieran, Okay. So, um, Sin Wicked, also known as Kieran, is, um, he does a, uh, well, wow, I am not, I'm just You of, haven't even you are, like, started the show yet. No. haven't even started, I'm already breaking, what's wrong with me? But, um, but Sin actually does a series called, uh, Song Lyric Smackdown, which I've seen a few of your shows, I really am enjoying it, man.
1: Aw, uh, it's always nice to hear some flattery from the little people. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and... The peanut gallery.
0: Yes. And I believe you're also... featured. what? What? Penis? Peanut! Also, peanut. Yes, I know. <laughs> <Your> God! <laughs> oh, yes.
1: And now that I've completely derailed everybody's train of thought... Yes. <laughs> but um, you're also on um, thegeekfighters.com, am I right? I am. I'm also a contributor on XML, Extreme Network, Online. <laughs>
0: Awesome. So you're yourself out there. That's pretty good. I am indeed. All right. So we'll talk. We'll give you the little rundown, third degree, a little bit later. But for now, we've got some news that we've got to talk about. Good boy. Oh yes.
2: First I just want everybody to know this time around, he let me pick the stories. Yes. So you know, just give us some feedback for the uh, emails that we have. You know the stories that he picked last time, stories that I picked this time. Which one do you think was better? Yes,
0: I, I would like that. I think because
2: I am a sucker for feedback. I am a glutton for feedback. Feedback people.
0: Yes, we know are. All gluttons for feedback.
1: Feedback yep. makes us feel better. Yes. Does he know somebody? Feedback
2: makes us feel like gods. Yes. Or sometimes lowly peasants. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a both.
1: At yeah. least somebody is listening or watching. Feedback yep. lets us know.
0: Yes Alright, so First news First news story Not news story Man who killed himself (laughs) Man who killed himself on Harvard's campus left 1,904 page note This comes from the Huffington Post The man who took his own life on Harvard's campus left a 1,904 page suicide note online According to the Harvard Crimson, Mitchell Heisman wrote Suicide Note while living in an apartment near the school. The note Dad, just to
2: clarify, hold on, hold on, just to clarify, that means he actually titled the thing Suicide Note. That yes. wasn't broken English, that was the title of what he wrote.
0: Yes. That was... Yes. yes. The, note uh. a, the note is a quote-unquote sprawling series of arguments that touch upon historical, religious, and nihilist themes, his mother said. The complex note divided in four parts, touches on Christianity, the Holocaust, and social progress, among other topics, and mentions Harvard several times. Ivygate calls the note probing, deeply researched, and often humorous. Heisman was 35 when he shot himself on the steps of Harvard's Memorial Church Saturday. He had a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Albany, and according to the Crimson, he worked in an area bo- he worked in area bookstores and lived on the inheritance from his father, who died when he was young. You know, this is like a George Carlin joke come to life as it <laughs> turned on its head.
2: 1,904 pages. He couldn't make it to the magical 2K.
0: No, so he couldn't. It's was like, you know,
1: what did he do one day? Just decided to join NaNoWriMo and say, I'm going to write a free <laughs> 50,000 words, that's a good start. Uh, And titling it Suicide Note Be honest At this point He's titled either Suicide Blog Or My Memoir Or (laughs) My memoirs As a Suicide
0: Yep Exactly (laughs) It
2: it, it touches on Christianity And the Holocaust These are the two first things They decided to mention Of the four parts And he keeps mentioning Harvard So, So is he trying to I mean I swear that Almost reads Like a conspiracy note Hmm. Did Harvard well, have a hand in the Holocaust? That is what it almost reads like.
1: Yes, indeed. And how sad is it if the only positive things you can get said about your your epic are from your mom and something called Ivy Gate? That makes it even sound and more conspiracy
2: really about the fucking Holocaust in your suicide note.
1: Huh? Well, I mean, maybe he was Jewish. We don't know. It doesn't say.
2: No, it doesn't say, but... Wow!
1: Yeah, no, I agree, this is, this is, I kind of want to read this. I I don't want to read it enough to read 1,904 pages of a suicide note. <laughs> I kind of want to read this. Uh, yeah. I
2: want to know why his mother is sitting there going, oh my goodness, look at this. You know, my son's suicide note, how awesome.
1: Really? Mom, do you read my blog? <laughs> uh and if my mother ever hears this, yes, I appreciate that you watch my my videos. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and I promise they're not an exceedingly complex suicide note. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, think, time.
0: I don't think any of us are making that kind of a exceedingly elaborate suicide note. At least I'm not.
1: Well, he I don't no, We, we to things that cause Wow. We can disagree with ourselves the things that cause us torment. So
0: maybe <laughs> possible. And now we now we read deeper into the minds of reviewers. Are we all really just making elaborate suicide notes? We're all mad. <laughs> all of us. Yes.
2: I demand a derail. This is getting too serious. People, people, okay. people, <laughs> Hello, hello.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you know what's good hey, for derail?
2: Hi, Thomas. Hey, hey!
0: My alternate
2: character, Dr. Moseno! Oh,
0: yes. I saw that little little uh, stuffed animal bit you posted today. That was pretty funny, man.
1: Thank you. I did that for Owen Citizen of Browse
0: Health High. All right. I thought watch this series. Hmm. The um, next, next news story comes out of Seattle. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers have seized nearly 1,500 cartons of counterfeit laundry detergent... That arrived in Seattle by ship from China.
2: Because that's fucking important.
0: Oh, yeah. Included were 5,000 boxes of detergent that resembled Tide and 3,600 bags that resembled the Ariel brand. Named after the Little Mermaid. I
2: I have no idea. Okay, have either of you even... Okay, obviously you haven't gone, but... Have have you heard of any such thing as Ariel brand detergent?
1: Nope, but then again, I'm Canadian, so why would I have your crazy-ass American shit?
2: Okay. Because y'all are crazy-ass people, too.
1: No, we're not. We are infinitely superior.
2: Do not even start with me. I had a Canadian boyfriend.
1: Aw, <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry. We, we only foist off the bad ones on you Americans. Ooh, ouch.
2: You know what? I'll have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: By the way, Robbie,
2: if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please do not send horrible, horrible mecho spiders to kill me.
0: Oh no, not the mecha spiders! <laughs> but in a statement, Customs says the products not only bore protected trademark names, they falsely claimed they originated in the United States. The domestic value was estimated at more than sixteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! It's a fuck ton of counterfeit detergent. I know,
2: but
1: it's a pigly ass shit amount for the Customs Agency. Indeed. Exactly. It's like
2: if you're going if you're going That's to fuck, st- China.
1: Ah, uh, Here's a better question. Out of all the things you can counterpick, why I laundry detergent?
2: detergent? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, China.
1: I don't care if China. <laughs> I mean, I could understand hiding cocaine in the laundry detergent.
0: Yeah. Or, or you know,
1: 15. Well, uh, well, maybe they got their white powders mixed, uh, mixed
2: up. <laughs> maybe they got their white powders mixed up.
0: That's entirely possible. But, oh my, God. <laughs> I mean, okay, folks, if, if there are any counterfeiters out there, let me give you some advice, okay? Laundry detergent, not useful for counterfeiting. Movies?
1: Really not. Mm. And what's, awesome. gonna, what's the difference here? If I use counterfeit tide, will my whites not get as white? Will my colors not stay as true? Or will will my clothes is- not get clean? Will they get dirtier by using the counterfeit Tide?
2: Well, actually that's entirely possible, because it could be- Okay, I do not think they did this, but this is a horrible, nasty trick that I learned that I'm going to pull on somebody someday. People be warned. Uh oh. <laughs> they could! If you want to counterfeit a detergent, here's a way that technically counts as counterfeiting. Take the actual detergent, or the chemical ingredients of the detergent, make it yourself. Mix in brine shrimp eggs.
0: Oh no! Oh!
2: They activate on listening.
1: There you Can go. And they itch Monkey monkeys, in, oh, your monkeys <laughs> in your clothes. <laughs> see monkeys on your body. Oh my God! This are all of my clothes are on my skin.
0: <laughs> that would be a really bad thing to take to the doctor, you no? Know? <laughs> if you have to get treated for this kind of stuff, you sit there scratching your crotch. What are you in for, crabs? Nah, no, sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I, I, I have to admit, it, 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 like, the day when I pull that on somebody, I will be nice. I will leave the crotch area alone. Ah. Uh, so
0: you'll,
1: you'll hope that they I, I, don't I mean, put underwear in their load of laundry? <laughs> mm. what? You'll hope they don't put underwear in their load of laundry?
2: No, 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 no. See, I do it such in such a way that they're basically woven into the fabric so that they will only emerge in the specific spot where I put them.
1: Ah. Oh. That's really elaborate. Yes.
2: Yeah, well, I'm only going to do this if somebody really pisses me off and it's going to be part of a seven-part series of pranks that will make them beg me for forgiveness.
0: <laughs> it's don't part of it
2: don't. Involves, Is this part of my levels of hell scheme.
1: Is part of this involved completely resizing their apartment so that they're a giant in a hobbit-sized room?
2: Dear God, no. That's entirely too cliche. <laughs>
1: I say cliche, I say fun, that does sound like no, fun.
2: no, 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 fun is putting, ro- is, is putting something rotten and dead inside their curtain rod
1: Ooh
0: well, You terrify I'm... me Oh. <laughs> that makes <laughs> me glad that these curtain rods here, uh, you can't get into like that
1: <sighs> That makes me glad that we have guards at the border these
2: days <laughs> <laughs> There you go I am a horrible, horrible human being.
0: Moving on! See, this is why I want her on my side whenever I need to go take revenge on somebody.
1: Yes! Yes, you do! Well, you know what? I have Diamanda Hagen.
0: Yeah, we all have- Yeah. Uh... Although, to be fair- okay, I gotta do. give you that one. We, yeah. Uh... Oh, God. But, moving on! <laughs> In Waterbury, out of Connecticut. A Connecticut man is under arrest after he allegedly stole an American flag from Waterbury Town Plot Park and hoisted a stuffed hippopotamus toy in its place. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey- hang on, hang on. Oh, no, no, no.
1: I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <hippopotamus, dude>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, man. I can't yep. even yep. right now because I'm, like, cracking
0: cold, and I don't care because that is too long. Uh, you know, there is somebody out of the Radio Day Air audience that uh, I talk to every now and then. Tara, if you're listening, what's this guy related to you in any way?
1: Yeah. Tara, let's be honest. Was this you? Did you just let someone else take the fall?
0: Yes, you must tell us. <laughs> um, um, Jeffrey Kovic, 23 of Waterbury, is being held with... B- with bail set at one hundred thousand dollars on misdemeanor larceny, criminal mischief, and conspiracy charges. Wait, conspiracy? What? What? <laughs> I can understand, you know, criminal mischief, you know, and all of that. I'm putting a away for that for a little bit, but conspiracy? One hundred thousand
2: dollars just for hoisting a hippo? Oh well, yeah, setting a flag. So people like to bitch about. oh my god, you're burning the Americans. This is a safe, alternative people.
1: Yes, yeah, very safe. Hang tense. on, hang on. With With what exactly chisels. is a plot With park? Is this something important? Is this perhaps a place where soldiers <laughs> are going? Uh, we kind of hope not. Well, no, because a <laughs> funeral plot, plot, this could actually be a memorial park of some sort. Yeah, it could be. In which case, this <laughs> like a little bit more, uh...
0: Mm. Oh gosh! Are you guys gonna
1: make me Google? Is that what
2: this? <laughs> Do I have to Google
0: now? We might all have to
2: Google. Google. Google.
0: Google. Oh wait. But. Googling! Ah. Uh, uh, so the rest of the story is just a little bit more about um, bit about Kovic and a couple of other people that are, you know, suspected in taking part in it and damaging some park bleachers, but but still hoisting a hippo up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... El- i got
2: to admit, that's creative.
0: Yes. Most people would raise the shorts. This guy raises hippos. Uh, What
2: no, the, the hippos could do with an uplift? There you go. Oh, my God, you're kidding me. What? I'm looking at Town Plot Park.
0: Yeah? Me too.
2: Have you ever been to Chicago?
0: I have not.
1: Me <laughs> yeah. Okay, have you ever been in a place
2: that has... You know things that are called parks, but really they're just like this teeny tiny little plot of land that only the city is allowed to mow, and people will occasionally play frisbee on. I've
0: probably seen
1: somewhere like that, yeah.
2: That is Town Plot Park.
1: Wow. Oh, no, it's not. Hang on, I've got a slideshow of the amenities available in Town Park Plot Park.
2: Really? Because I'm looking at a uh, aerial view map of the place.
1: Yeah. Hang on. Um, I'm going to, have to send it via uh Oh.
2: Yeah, this place is
1: tiny. It is tiny, but it's got tennis courts, basketball courts, uh, looks like a soccer field, a baseball diamond, <laughs> uh, fairly extensive playground equipment. Okay,
2: okay, yeah, found a better site. Yeah, the pre- okay, that's why I couldn't see it, because of the fracking trees. Ah. Yeah, so,
1: you know, can't win. So that's the and problem there's got some stability. sort of, uh, let's see. Augie, uh, eight, 1918 to 1993 served the city of Waterbury for 37 years. He was the best park caretaker of Town plot Park and was a friend to all who entered the park. Augie was active in church and community affairs in the Town Plot section of Waterbury. This Town <coughs> Plot ball field was considered the best ball field in Waterbury during Augie's tenure as caretaker of this facility. That's That's the memorial stone in this park.
0: Wow.
2: Wow. Okay, here's the other thing that it says. Unlike most other major parks in Waterbury, Townplot Park here on this tells the address is a fun and safe park for children of all ages. It talks about how safe this place is, lack of attacks, lack of, you know, dang stuff. Talks about the things that are here, but it's like this is a place to take your kids and they will not get hurt. So somebody comes and erects a hippo and you feel unsafe? It's wow. a hippo. The kids are going to laugh their asses off.
1: Yes. <laughs> Being fair, oh, this park does look awesome. It's got one of those giant... It ...in the middle of it.
2: Well, maybe he thought that a hippo would make it even more awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, if you. I saw
2: a hippo in place with a flag, I would... That, that would be cool for me.
0: Yeah, I would find that do. hilarious. I'd look up, I'd laugh my ass off.
1: But I kind exactly. of wish I had a park like this near me. That's that's an awesome park. Hmm.
2: I wish I had a park with a hippo.
1: There we go. Well, the the local zoo has a hippo. Yeah. It's yeah, but you know, awesome. a park
2: with a hippo that's like, you know, hoisted. Hoist your hippos, ladies and gents.
1: <laughs> there are so many dirty jokes to that. <laughs> oh, yes.
2: <laughs> and I am qualified to make all of them. As am go.
0: I. <laughs> yes. I think I think we all can make them at some point or another. Just watch. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably come up with something throughout the show. Um, speaking of that parks, hippo. Yes, I hoist my hippo every night. <clears throat> I, I can't
2: hoist my hippos. I have my boyfriend do it for me.
0: There you go. Best way to go. Moving uh,
2: on. Yes.
0: Speaking of parks. Um, the cat, the, um... Uh, anyway. Yes. Days after Spanish researchers announced the discovery of a humpback dinosaur, police in Pennsylvania are searching for a man spotted humping a dinosaur.
1: <laughs> Apparently this man didn't even salvage shit. Let me just break it down for yeah. you, dude.
2: Okay.
1: Don't put your dick in it. <laughs> that's a tool. Don't put oh. your dick in it. You can put a stick in you, but don't put your dick in it.
0: Oh no! Oh, no 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 no! You just you just made me think of the purple shotguns.
2: I don't have one, and I
0: hurt. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> law enforcement officials say a man exposed himself to two teenage girls in a park in Chester county on September 19th then began simulating a sex act with a large plastic dinosaur in the park that's according if to
2: something you're not simulating you're doing
0: exactly Dude, that, is,
2: that, that can't
0: feel good it's
2: plastic
0: yeah no just
2: um ah, dude. Ah, dude hey 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 um hi BdSM expert here there are toys specifically designed to put non-piercing spikes all up against your junk and squish it at the same time that it's shoving something down your urethra and guys get off on this.
1: I know that. Not at say at that time, can't feel I good. am now going to quote, uh, Ben and Tight. <laughs> A chastity belt? That's going to chase my willy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, now. Uh. Now here's 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 the really sick part about this guy. Before turning his attention to the prehistoric reptile, the perp had followed the victims, aged 13 and 14, around Pomeroy Park, according to the DailyLocal dot com. <coughs> yeah, so it's like he's first, first of all he's trying to get him some teen poon, and then failing that, he decides, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm going to fuck a plastic dinosaur. Okay.
1: Uh, there's a
0: difference. Wait, wait, wait. Between
1: the I one? love you you Uh (laughs) love I'm fucking just because Barney says he loves you doesn't mean he wants to fuck you exactly yeah I always thought
2: it was just because Barney says he loves you doesn't mean you have to keep it there you go (laughs) do not follow that trail where it leads ladies and gentlemen you don't want to go there
0: no do not go there don't do it if you value (laughs) your sanity unlike me don't do it
2: If you don't have a readily available can of... of, I've already drunk it. If you don't have a readily available can of brain bleach...
0: Then you might might not want to go there. (laughs) Let's see. Go to the next one. Out of New York. A federal judge appeals court says a former traffic court judge must lose his law license for going on a date with a defendant and then ruling in her favor.
2: Nice.
0: Michael Dorsky worked for the Department of Motor Vehicles in Garden City, Long Island. The defendant was a New York City police officer who was accused of drying it, driving an uninsured vehicle. Dorsky lost his job after the case.
2: Wait a well, minute, wait a minute. So this cop, this New York City cop, I mean, know the reputation of New York City. You know, it's all corruption and cliches. Mm-hmm. The New York City cop had to actually, you know, leap with the judge to get off? I not they
1: badge and they were free. Hang on. I, I can see why this happened, but you can also see a, a chain of events that is just unfortunate. Michael uh, Dorsey yeah. lives in Garden City, Long Island, which isn't exactly New York City. Okay. Um, the defense, so, therefore, this, this police officer is not actually part of his jurisdiction standards. They could have actually been dating. Like, yeah. relationships. And okay, then but
2: if that was the case. He get called have in front the of him. case before him.
1: They could not uh, have
2: put the case before Dorsky if they were dating before this started.
1: True, but obviously they dated before this started because otherwise it wouldn't have been an issue because he would have sentenced her and then dated her. Right? Not
2: necessarily. They, they, they could have had the initial hearing and then he asked her out and then they had
1: a sentencing. Fair. Yeah, I I just see it as You know This could happen In a way that Was completely innocent And yet still got a, Lost the guy his job mm-hmm. I would believe Failure on the part Of the American Justice system
0: Yeah Oh well, yeah uh,
2: You and every other Person in the English speaking world
0: Yes uh, I'm just I'm just picturing The judge I hope he doesn't do What John Berriman did In I think it was Shark Attack 3 I think it was you know You know I'm like, really the kind of tired. Right. I'm right. gonna take
1: you home and eat you quickly <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: that's the one. Oh, oh Lupa. Yes.
1: Which oh, oh, and on
0: the note of Lupa. Yes, yes Congratulations. Yes, yes. yes congratulations, Obscure Lupa, for your on your engagement. I hope you have many, many wonderful extensions.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, so Yes. Congratulations, Lupa.
1: You know that boy's a keeper. As soon as you get him to film in the shower, making love to Cantaloupe.
0: Yes. You keep
1: him. I
2: will drink to that.
0: Yes. As will I. As will
2: I. <laughs> Margaritas all around.
1: Huzzah! I'm doing I'm doing Diet Coke and rum.
0: And me, I was just doing some Kool Aid because I haven't had a chance to grab any booze yet.
1: You drank the Kool Aid, really?
0: Yes, I drank the Kool Aid. Yes. So in about half an hour, my paws will be making rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but speaking of extensions <coughs> in that particular sense, yes. more than a quarter million British children have been accused of racism since the country passed its Race Relations Act in 2000. The Daily Mail reports. Oh dear God! Yes,
2: dear. It, it's the, the the Daily Mail, not the um. Is that? Oh, that's not what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, the Sun, Telegraph, Journal, Daily Sun. I don't know what I was thinking. I lost it. Uh, Not that shitty London rag. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Although
2: I say the Daily Mail can be considered a shitty London rag. Depends on who you talk to.
1: Yeah.
2: Also depends on what they're talking about. I mean, isn't Jane Moyer on the Daily Mail?
0: I don't know. We'll have to look it up. But, um... But Manera Mir- Mirza, <coughs> a senior advisor to London Mayor Boris Johnson, says teachers are being forced to report children as young as three years old to the authorities for using alleged racist language. Teachers are now required to report incidents of racist abuse among children as young as three to local authorities, resulting in a massive increase of cases and reinforcing the perception that we need an army of experts to manage race relations from cradle to grave, she wrote in Prospect magazine. According to civil liberties group The Manifesto Club, 280,000 incidents have been reported between 2002 and 2009. Okay, I have a question. Yes.
1: What the hell is racist language? Because there are air quotes around that. Yeah. Which it's just that, you know, there are terms. Wait,
2: wait, wait. There's air quotes around it because it's the Daily Mail.
1: Yes. Yeah, but still.
2: And because it, it, it said alleged.
1: Yeah, well, if you're talking about children as young as three, I have to wonder what they're considering racist language.
0: Um, it could be something as much as a ch- child. Bag, ch- nigger. Well, I know the cow big ones, But well, what about calling a kid she, black?
1: Is that going to be racist
0: language? I would hope not.
2: If no, but is what is I would have to, to wonder is, is this, like, you know, West, uh, you know, um, American version uh, racist, or are we talking... England racist because technically all you have to do for that is um look at a Welshman and ask how are your sheep today
1: <laughs> I as a part Welshman I take offense to that <laughs> I'm marrying I'm an Irishman go fuck I'm yourself I'm also part Irish and I'm also part Scottish <laughs> Great Scott. beautiful beautiful uh. and to be perfectly honest I'm also a bit British I'm also a bit English <laughs> I'm just the mutt of the UK.
0: It comes from all over the UK. That's what happens when you become Canadian. You also (laughs) have a British dialect inside of you somehow. Which makes me wonder if I'm Canadian, because I can do that sometimes. Although I'm working on mine. It
1: all comes down to the fact that, at heart, I am a thespian.
0: There you go. Yes!
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, I said that wrong. I am a no wait don't say that wrong. I am a gay man. There
0: you go. Oh man, but you know, one of the racist language though, it could be so much as a child trying something uh, like curry or something, and And not liking it. Yeah, and then they'd be like, "Oh my God, you're racist! You don't inherently like that." Oh my God. What uh, kid
2: likes sorry, curry? My children do not like anything other than their favorite cereal when they're three years old.
0: Anything and McDonald's. And McDonald's. You, know,
2: you know, cook, you know, uh, uh, what, what, Well, God, what was it that Casey liked? Um, my, my little sister Casey, the youngest of my two sisters, because I, you know, I have com- three siblings, I'm the eldest, Casey's the youngest. When she was three, she would only ever eat, what was it, uh, Cheerios with cinnamon Raisins and half a and half a teaspoon of I forget what kind of nut. If you did anything wrong, it was the most disgusting food in the universe, and you were trying to kill her.
0: Uh we have we have four children that stay with us on a regular basis right now, and the oldest one is five years old. I have seen him. We would put something new in front of him; he would start bawling because he doesn't he didn't recognize. He he automatically would say, "Well, I don't like this." I was like. Have you tried it? No, I just don't like it. Well, try it. Then he tries it. Hey, I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kids are dumb. Yes. And we were all kids once. Yes, so Whereas we were all Ashley dumb
0: lunch. would
2: not eat anything that did not have ketchup on it when she was five.
1: Wow. I wouldn't eat anything that didn't have mustard on it. I used to hate pizza. <laughs> I refused to eat anything that was purple for about two years. Here's one for you. I used to hate onions,
0: but I loved onions. Yeah? Wow. Pretty much the same way, except replace onion rings with those blooming onions from Outback. Dude, I still
2: hate coconut in anything whatsoever, but I love coconut ice cream, and Samoas are my favorite Girl Scout cookies.
0: There you go. I guess it all depends on how you package it.
2: The world is full of contradictions.
0: Yes, it is. Oh. And and speaking of contradictions... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, this one's going to hurt. Yes.
2: Oh, God, It it is.
0: A Brooklyn Excuse man. Yes, you take
2: a swig. A swig of my booze.
0: Yes, you take a swig. A Brooklyn man standing in front of his apartment was hit with a trespassing ticket, even after cops watched him use his key to get inside. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Riddick, still fuming over the bizarre August 18th incident, said he showed the police his identification, and when he opened the door to his Flatbush home, his girlfriend and two daughters greeted him and then ran outside the apartment. I told the officer I live here and I have the key. Recalled Riddick, thirty-six, whose brother Michael Riddick also got a summons for trespassing. You're giving me a summons? Come on, man, you gotta be kidding me. The brothers' <laughs> claims have been added to a class-action federal suit initially filed in May that accuses city cops of doling out illegal summonses to meet quotas. Michael it's six, New York City. Yes. Michael Riddick, 33, an exterminator, made an audio recording of part of the August confrontation. An officer told the brothers they had to go inside the home. You don't own the street, said one of the cops, identified by the brothers as a, and, and a source as rookie officer Marvin Essen. You don't live in the street. That's why he's... <laughs> 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 That's <it.
2: coughs> uh, and, so,
0: and you know, we, we actually do accuse cops down here a lot of... <coughs> <laughs> You know, for like, we'd see them all out on the road on the highway towards the end of the month and everything. And my friend would look at me and she'd be like, yeah, they're just looking to meet some voters. Come on. I <laughs> <laughs> it's just, ugh. I mean, we joke about it, but this, this actually...
2: Ha- really? Ugh. No, here's, here's the other thing. Remember, this is also New York City. And if you want to throw another stereotype in here, a picture of the individuals involved. White cops. Black
0: accused like people uh-huh uh, yeah apparently that Walking
2: cop while black
0: yeah it was like this... oh
2: oh my god
1: oh my, it, hurts.
0: it hurts me it hurts me too i want to know from where that cop originated because
1: ugh. Ugh. i don't want oh, you know you know what they say everyone's a little bit racist yes That's true. Well,
2: yeah, but this is absurd.
1: Very absurd. Exceedingly absurd.
0: Ugh.
2: I mean, come on. This this could... You know, if it had gone on long enough, and, you know, please do not shoot me if I'm using this word incorrectly because I know the concept I'm talking about, so... Couldn't this technically be considered, um... Like, uh... Entrapment?
0: Could be. I think. Or, or, or Or illegal
2: confining... If it went on long enough. If it went on long enough. Because what he's saying is get in the house. You don't go on the street. You can't be on the street. You're trespassing on the street. So he could have, you know, insisted they stay in the house constantly and never be allowed to leave. Like I said, if it goes on long enough.
1: That would be a hostage hostage situation. It would. Yeah, definitely.
2: But it wouldn't take much for that to happen. It would technically only take twice. First instance... They object, they point out that this guy's in the wrong Second instance is, you know, th- that is a violation of rights I mean, it's the same thing with harassment The first time somebody does something, you tell them to knock it off The second time they do it, then you can get legal
0: Yeah
2: It only takes twice
0: Yeah And who says the police own the street anyway? It's public property We pay for it with our tax dollars so Oh, dear on tax-
2: father, close my phone again
0: Oh, and her phone goes off. Yes, say hello to Renee's phone, everybody. Hello, Renee's hello, phone. Renee's phone. <laughs> oh, Ladies and
2: gentlemen, it is 10 o'clock in Indianapolis.
0: Yay! It's 10 oh. o'clock in Peterborough, Ontario. And it is 10 <laughs> o'clock in Graceville, Florida. Yay. <laughs> mm. um, but Okay, so speaking can- of hops, last news story comes out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've been okay. there. I've been there. I've know, I know people there. A Cheyenne man who doused himself with white latex paint in hopes of avoiding a police taser was hit with a stun gun anyway.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Why the fuck would you think that latex paint would make a stun gun not work?
1: Insulation. There's that. I'm latex thinking. is a form of plastic. plastic. The well, they, they, didn't, they, they didn't think of that part. It's they thought latex is a form of plastic. Plastic is an insulating barrier.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my god, you can actually decode stupid?
1: Yes, I can. (laughs) Can I take
2: you with me to family reunions? I may need you as a translator.
1: You couldn't afford me. Oh, man.
2: You don't know that.
1: I I have a fairly good idea. I
2: have three incredibly hot redhead friends who are at my beck and call.
1: Are they male? They're female. See, not as tempting.
0: Uh-huh. Damn! Uh, so the Taser Chase happened September 16th when Cheyenne Police went to Brian Batteredt's house on a domestic violence call. The Don't Wyoming- chase me, bro! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't do exactly me.
2: what I said when he showed me this. Yes.
0: Uh, the Wyoming Tribute Eagle reports that when police arrived, Batteredt thought they'd use a Taser on him, so he hastily covered himself in paint and told officers that if they shot him with a sun gun, he'd die. Wait a minute, what?
1: Yeah. Okay, apparently I can't code stupid.
2: You have multiple settings. I have faith
1: okay. in you. Hang on. Um, Perhaps he thought latex paint was in some way flammable or incendiary? Well, that's, yeah, that's my guess but it's too.
0: Paint.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm thinking. I remember so Maybe hearing, he knew that they were harpoons and therefore it would harpoon it into his bloodstream and he would die? Well, yeah.
1: That's also an option, but that, that's an awful lot of brain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if this level of stupid It's quite on par with that level of
0: Almost intelligence uh-huh. Now I wonder if this it guy had heard based. about I have to wonder if this guy had heard about a story that happened a couple of years ago Where cops you know, were confronting a guy the Guy doused himself in gasoline And the cops tased him anyway And the guy blew up Yeah, but gas Wait a minute, plastic? <laughs> yeah Apparently, know...
2: Yeah, pl- plastic is made from a byproduct of the whole gasoline refinery.
0: byproduct ah, There you go. There you go.
2: Maybe he thought that he would explode.
0: Maybe that would have that would have made this so story what you're a what
1: telling me bit... is, to avoid getting tased, he took himself hostage.
0: Apparently, yeah. Ah, uh, but as but of course they tased him anyway twice, and <laughs> and he faces several terminal charges. And the police say the officer's uniforms had to be cleaned. Why the <laughs> I don't know why that was with the news story. It's like okay, why do we care about the uniforms? Because I... he gave the cops a big <laughs> ol' hug <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh.
1: Naked shoes covered in white paint, yeah, that's gonna
0: yeah. Oh,
2: that's gonna
1: stain.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a junk
0: print on their uniform. Oh god. <laughs> No! Now let's just see uh, where that junk print is going to be.
1: No! That's <laughs> not. Please. Oh. God. There's another segment coming up, right? Let's go to that. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brain
0: bleach. It,
2: it's alcohol flavored.
0: Yes. Ooh. And so while we pass so while we pass around the alcohol flavored brain bleach, I can't even speak right. My brain is so messed up right now. <laughs> While we pass all that around, we're going to go to a short break, and then we will come back with theater history and an interview with Sin Wicked. Hope you guys enjoy. Alrighty! Everybody enjoyed the break stuff um, Right now, let's just go right into the theater history We have it for the week of September 18th through the 25th And um, the 18th in 1975 Nine Broadway musicals are closed down As musici- musicians go on sick to demand a raise in their basic salaries Which was $290 a week The musicians picketed for at least $380 a week And other unions deem this unfair and do not res- respect the picket lines a general cons- consensus was that there should have been a. I can. I you can English, English, English. first today. I English. Homer hit the bottle a little too hard over the break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Here, let, let, I'm just drinking Kool-Aid. <laughs> let, me give, let me give this a try. <clears throat>
1: 1975. Nine Broadway musicals are closed down today as musicians go on strike to demand a raise in their basic salaries, currently at $290 a week. The musicians picketed for at least $380 a week. Other unions deemed this unfair and do not respect the picket line. A general consensus was that there should have been more consultation.
0: Thank you. <sighs> Gave my tongue a minute for like, oh. today. Yes. Thank you. Uh so <laughs> I like I like that because it's like, yeah, we want more pay. It's like, you guys are not fair. Fuck you. Uh Well,
1: well asking for a ninety dollar a week raise is a little outlandish. Or the time period asking for say fifty dollars wouldn't have been wouldn't have been outrageous. Yeah. They asked for too much. Definitely.
2: They're musicians. They're, Do you realize how much it costs to maintain your instruments to actually have a living
1: as a professional musician? They're pit musicians in a Broadway show. They they were always uh, like to paid a pit. Yeah. Like in all likelihood, these musicians these musician these musicians would work a Broadway show at night or in matinee depending on what troupe they were part of and right. then either work bars or busking to to, fu- to further support themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: 1975 Broadway, you were working two or three jobs to be a musician.
0: You might exactly. have been Exactly, which
2: all frame, especially yeah. if you have a family.
0: Yeah.
2: So why shouldn't they get a decent weekly raise?
1: Well, and a decently weekly raise would have been fifty to sixty dollars, taking them into the three hundred and forty to three hundred and fifty a week range. Yeah, they, they were asking of... for a raise that would would have made their lives entirely comfortable. Yeah, and at that point, that just wasn't going to happen. No, just I kind of
0: have
2: to side with the musician simply because I am one.
1: Uh, I'm also
0: a musician. I yeah. don't side with them, though. I have to agree with them uh, on Because I, d- I do fancy myself a musician. I'm a, kind of a jack of all trades, for the most part. I'm a it gamer. feel bad a, yeah. for them, but... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was actually nothing remarkable that I could share for the 19th, so we're going on, the to-, on to the 20th. In 2000, Ali Sheedy, you know, the goth chick from The Breakfast Club, Makes her debut as the obscure and tortured transsexual rock singer in Hedwig and the Angry Itch. The Yay! Act- Yay! The actress, known for her work in films such as The Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's On Fire, and High Art, as well as short for.
2: I can't talk either.
0: We rented our tongues tonight.
2: Ew! have my thing?
0: I don't know. But but she is the first female to play the part of the German transsexual Hedwig. To date, only male actors have filled the role. The show's creator, John Cameron Mitchell, Michael Cerveris, and Kevin Cahoon. Wow. The musical opened at the Jane Street Theater on February 14th of 1998, and will close April 9th after 12 previews and 857 performances. Which I'm assuming it was 2001, I think it didn't, it didn't notice. It didn't say anything about closing this year. But I could be wrong. Yeah. September 21st.
2: Wait, 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 wait. I want to continue talking about Hedwig and the Angry Inch.
0: Uh-oh. I love that show. That,
2: that, that, is, that is an incredible show. I mean, not just because of the subject matter and, you know, who doesn't love a good transsexual movie or yeah. play or, you know. Okay, come on. How many people in here are... Let's just be honest, how many people here are massive fans of Tim Curry and Drag? Uh,
0: I have sure so see it.
1: <laughs> not
2: Tim Curry? Really? You are not a Rocksport feature I, rock much, prefer, I, show I man? much
1: preferred Anthony Stewart Head in the role of Dr. Franklin. Oh, dear
2: God, yes. <laughs> I'll be um. in my bunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, we the
0: first show. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, so... Okay. Uh, September 21st, 1999, the United States Postal Service honors nine Broadway composers and or lyricists by unveiling the Broadway Songwriters Postal <laughs> Stamp Series today at New York City's Broadhurst Theater. The six stamps designs include composer Richard Rogers and lyricist, lyricist Oscar Lerner and composer Frederick wow. Lowe all together, composer George Gershwin and lyricist Ira Gershwin together, lyricist Lauren Hart... Yes, Gershwin. And composer lyricist Meredith Wilson and composer lyricist Frank Loesser. I'm just
1: gonna make you know a little it's little going
2: correction to there it
0: from her, is in the
1: name. Gonna make a little correction there from your attempt at reading. Yes. Oscar Hammerstein II and Alan J. Lerner, not Oscar Lerner. Ah.
0: Wow, I just kind of skipped down, didn't I? Yeah.
1: That is actually one... Wow
2: have that in front of me I only have the standard news I don't have the theater news so I'm gonna trust you on that
0: yeah if, if I had actually read it right I would have definitely gotten Hammerstein <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Hammerstein. not
2: just the theater news yes, yes. I feel slighted
0: oh mm.
1: good for the postal service yes I wish I had those stamps me too
2: very much so <laughs> Ah. I used to collect stamps, actually, so I'm kind of sad that I don't have that.
0: Aww. Ah. Sept- sept- september 22nd, in 1964, Ow. tonight is the opening of the musical Siddler on the Roof at the Imperial Theater. Sol- Yay! Yes, Sohoms Alchem's Milkman, whose glass is half full, Tevye, is played by Zero Musto. Mastel would become a star after this run even though he was not the first choice for the role. The are Arthur from Mod and Maria Karnilova co-star in this Bach and Harnick musical with such memorable songs as Matchmaker, Matchmaker and Sunrise, Sunset. The Arthur! Yes! <laughs> Thank you for being a
1: friend. And then there's Maud. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> uh.
2: If I could sing without breaking everybody's eardrums because of my freaking cold, I would totally go and do Tradition right now.
0: <laughs> I love like you. Tradition has
2: to be my favorite song. Yes, there's Matchmaker that's kind of famous, but Tradition was, had the rhythm. I like rhythm. I just do.
1: If I were a rich man, I do I do I do I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't.
2: Okay, never mind. That one's my favorite now that I remember that it exists.
1: <laughs> I've only,
2: okay, I've only seen it seven times, and the last time I saw it was a couple of years ago, and I've, I've had alcohol since then.
1: Uh, a lot of it. Apparently.
2: Oh, yeah. You should have seen me in Boys Town.
1: Uh-oh. Ooh.
2: Chicago, people.
1: Ah. Uh, whatever you say. Yes. Yeah. Not a town name, <laughs>
0: Okay, September 23rd in 1968, the Juilliard School starts its new four-year program of the Drama Division. As classes begin today, Kevin Klein and Patty Lupone are present. The school's director, John Hausman, will go on to call this first class this first class of students group one. Among other graduates of this prestigious school are William Hurt, Christopher Reeve, and Kevin Spacey. Awesome. Kevin Spacey yes.
2: and wow. Yeah. That, that, that is... That is quite
0: a list. Yeah. I think... I seem to remember Robin Williams mentioning in one of his stand-up shows that he went to Juilliard for a while.
1: Yeah, but I think he dropped
0: out. Yeah, I think so.
1: It's good on you, Juilliard. Every every good art school needs to have a drama division.
0: Yes. I would argue that every school needs to have a drama division. I would argue that, too, except
1: that my school, while I love it, doesn't have one. Yeah.
2: I would not argue that because I have seen what the school that I'm going to attempts to call its drama section and, um, guys, stop trying. Oh.
0: We have a school musical.
1: This year is The Wedding Singer. Wow. Okay, gotta give the a back. Yes. Yeah. Last year it was the pajama, the pajama game.
2: Huh? Well, uh, the college that I'm attending, unfortunately, is a community college.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not, so they're not smart enough. It's because I was too busy being distracted in high school to make a grade. But be clear on that. But, um, Ivy Tech Community College here in Indiana, the, uh, Indianapolis branch has a drama club of sorts. It's, um, the Odeon Society. Hmm. And they suck ass through a straw. Oh.
1: But if they're watching, we love you. Yes.
2: No, I don't. Uh Uh-huh. They elect, they, they, I ended up getting made president of the society because I was One of the three competent people there And the actual president of the society And the vice president The other two competent people Suddenly disappeared And I decided to quit Because it's like you know what I can't manage these fuckwads They refuse to actually do anything If you're going to be in a drama society Have a passion for what you do And if you can't have a passion At least have a work ethic There you go Show up to meetings Have ideas when we're pitching, and don't just end up going with, oh, everybody's just going to read a random poem, because that requires you to not actually do any work, which is what they ended up doing.
0: Yeah. We actually had, you know, we had a drama club in our our college, which, the one I graduated from, it's a community four-year college, for lack of a better term, because they have four-year programs, but the theater program there is only two years. And my last year there, I was made president of the drama club, mainly because nobody else wanted it. Uh, And it was just very... No,
2: I did not identify with that at all.
0: Yeah. But, um... And it was actually very simple. I just basically helped organize... um, Get people together for, like, um, um, relay stuff. For, like, spring jamboree, fall festivals, all that good stuff. That was basically the extent of our duties as per our director. Let's
1: see, the last play I was actually in was my... Junior high production of Little Mermaid. Wow, I was Sebastian. <laughs> the year before that, we did The Wizard of Oz, and I was the Scarecrow and the vocal understudy for Dorothy.
0: Huh? Wait, vocal yes. understudy for Dorothy?
1: We had the perfect girl to play Dorothy, but she couldn't sing. Oh, okay. So what Is happened? A... Was... <laughs> so we took me. We took me into the choir room one day with a tape recorder and I sang all of Dorothy's parts wow and Dorothy learned how to listen
0: hey hi that is that that's one way to do it I think the last play I was in was uh, it was actually very recently Arsenic and Old Lace
2: oh I love that
0: oh uh, it was such a good show
2: that, that, that <laughs> is my favorite, favorite black and white you get back
0: into the theater yes
1: you have to do good plays mm mm-hmm. mhm uh Oh, we got uh, two the last more. last
2: thing I was in was in high school. I was in a student-directed production of After Magritte. Oh. I had a really bad British accent because I was nervous as hell, and the entire thing crashed. I was told by several audience members that the only reason they stayed in the audience and did not walk out was because they could tell how hard I was working, to carry the play on my shoulders because almost nobody else was remembering their lines. And also because I was actually half good. And they say half because they could tell that I was nervous as hell because nobody else was remembering their lines. It's actually a very long story I'm not going to get into, but my last play was A Sinker and then Some. So it it took a while for me to even want to get back in theater. It was that bad. It, It was theatrically traumatizing.
0: Yeah. I think the worst experience didn't even happen to me directly. I was actually off stage because at that point in that particular play, my character had been killed. And the guy, for sake of argument, we're going to call him the lead because I don't think there was really any leads in that play. He was up; and he was trying to deliver a little monologue, and he froze. Like I, I like I, we had we each had three years to study our parts because that's how bad our high school drama department was. Wow! And. So, I knew my lines pretty well, and supposedly he did, too.
2: Well, you better know your lines if you have three years. Exactly.
0: And yet, there he is. He's just, like, freezing up. And I'm sitting up like, dude, dude, dude. Now, the director, she didn't say anything to him after the show. Our stage manager, on the other hand, tore him several new assholes. And we all watched it, too. Are you
2: certain that he froze, or was he just pulling a Christopher Walken?
0: I have no idea. I couldn't see him. But, knowing him... As well as I did at the time, he probably froze.
2: I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt.
0: I I, I know, I know, but I can't really do that because oh I, my god, that would that would be kind of doing a disservice. But, yeah. but three um,
2: years of learning your part, three years I assume of
0: rehearsals. I'm not of. Well, we tried to have rehearsals during the time. We had to go through a bunch of cast changes, of course. You know, with yeah. some people graduating. Uh, yeah, well, we finally got it my senior year, and then of course after our class left, so did the drama department. <laughs> uh, that's why our. Uh. Husband, uh, uh, but um, but okay, we got we actually have two more for the theater history. Uh yeah. Nineteen ninety eight, September twenty fourth, ninety eight. The Savion Glover's George C. Wolf production of Bringin' the Noise, Bringin' the Funk, which opened April twenty fifth, in nineteen ninety six, celebrates its one thousandth performance. Tap rap spectacle with book by Reg E Gaines. Reggie Gaines. What? And music by Anne Duquesne? Zane Mark and Anne, can
2: you p- do this better?
0: <laughs> Duquesne. Huh? Duquesne. Duquesne. Thank you. There we go. Zane Mark and Daryl Waters will go on for another 130 more to carve its niche into theater history. 1,000 we... performances. That's not well, too bad.
1: No, I object in
0: 1998,
1: it was on 1,130 1, by the end. Yeah. Really? Bring in the noise, bring in the funk.
0: Went on for damn near 1,150 shows.
2: I object on the basis of it
1: being rap. Yeah. I object on the, on the name. Through, <laughs> the music, through the tap, I object to the fact that a show called Bring in the Noise, bring in the funk.
2: I'm yes, sorry, but as
1: Mars Girl
2: said in our last show,
1: ah, Yes. <laughs> uh, because poor literacy is, is cool. cool. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh.
2: Thank you, uh. Mars Girl.
0: Yes. And Mars, if you're listening right into the show, we'll read your letter on the air if you want. Sure.
2: <laughs> I can, uh. man.
0: <laughs> yes. And last one, September 25th, in 1961. Frank Fay, the vaudevillian star, vaudevillian and star of Harvey, died today. The actor, who at one time was married to Barbara Stanwyck, was confined to a hospital last week in Santa Monica and deemed, deemed legally incompetent. Well, by playing, by playing a guy... By playing a part that he did in Harvey, you know, because... I haven't really watched it yet it's on my list of things to watch for reviews but the premise is the guy supposedly has this imaginary giant imaginary bunny following him around yes he does Donnie Darko no no
1: Donnie Darko is mocking Harvey when they do it yeah that's
2: what I figured that was actually what I asked it's just they only did it with two words so he had no idea what I was saying
1: yeah Ah. pretty much
0: Uh, I did that yeah we actually try speaking you (laughs) some
2: I'm drinking. Leave
0: me alone. Yeah. We, we can forgive her for she is drinking. <laughs> but, um, okay, that's it for this week in theater history. Hooray. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mmm.
2: Ah. Nummy, nummy, nummy. Yes, nummy. Get nummy.
0: her in my tummy. That's, that's a good drink, too. <laughs> Alright, so now we, we have reached the last portion of our show where we will sit down and we will talk with Mr. Sin Wicked here. Now first question with us being Sespion Talk, first question I've gotta ask. Um, what is the extent of your theater experience? Well, like I said, I most I mostly stopped doing
1: drama in junior high. Um, but prior to that I did the school play pretty much every year. I've played trolls. I've played And I'm ashamed to admit this, but I was part of one of those You can achieve powerful message for kids things.
0: Oh, man.
1: It was called Celebrate Diversity. (laughs) Do we have to have... I don't remember my song. (laughs) What a bore it would be If you were the same as me I like red, you like blue. That's all right. I still like you. Celebrate, celebrate a celebration, right. and me. Celebrate, celebrate, oh. celebrate you and me. <laughs> yes, we have. We have. Ch-
2: hugs now. Seriously, there, there is a hug of sympathy happening.
1: Yes, and then yes, I I understudied Dorothy in my school's production of The Wizard of Oz. Now that I wanna hear. But yeah. I can't, because I'm worried
0: about your voice doesn't sound like that anymore. I can
1: still pull off something similar. Oh. Okay. Um, there I Wow!
0: Oh.
1: That was awesome, dude. Thank you. It's, it's a little tricky to pull off. There's a few cracks in there these days, but... Yeah. It, it's still pretty good.
0: Very damn good, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh. I, I balanced that out with um, the scarecrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if Lee had a brain... There you go. Uh, Okay, so we got your theater experience now. As I mentioned at the start of the show, you do the Song Lyrics Smackdown. Uh, What other projects do you do?
1: Well, um, to address my love of musicals, I have a series called Wicked World, where I address movies, musicals, all that kind of stuff. Then I have a series called East vs. West, which I do with one of my affiliates named Joshua the Anarchist, uh, where we compare Power Rangers and Super Sentai. Series by series Cool
2: Okay
1: Um I have a podcast That I host with Stephen James The coin operated bear Joshua the anarchist Derek from audibleunderwear.com And uh Zaria who plays D. Amanda Hagen And that's called The Anti-Life Signal It's the podcast That justifies your hate
2: Now wait a second I, I have to ask or something Yes Zaria Yes Yes. It, is that our Zarya?
0: Yes, that is our Zarya. <laughs> that
2: but, was what I thought, yes. but I have to double-check.
0: Yes. Yes, our, our, is word, Zarya? Yes, our world He's is... We have Zarya. Yes, our world is shrinking at this moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Quite rapidly.
0: Yes, because we know her from elsewhere, so... Oh. You might
2: want to explain, that just uh, to alleviate confusion.
0: Well, I had actually... I didn't exactly Meet meet her I noticed her On another forum That I go to And oh. Renee Renee used to go to it too I think I think you stopped Going there For right now I
2: did I quit
0: Yeah You actually, quit there
2: Actually speaking Because I was one of the In charge type people And I quit
0: Yeah So um, But we both We both saw her And talked to her on there And then I came over to That guy with the glasses Forums And I noticed Yolanda's videos And everything And her user pick At the time Was something that Kind of looked familiar And, and we, you know, we got to talking, I added her on Facebook, and then I was like, wait, wait, that picture matches up, and I made the connection, it's like, holy shit! (laughs) So, so... Because
2: Zarya is awesome!
0: Yes, she is. I
2: I did not make the connection. I mean, obviously, based on comments earlier, I I know who you're talking about, it's just, I did not connect the two, because I haven't been on the site in so long that my brain does not think Zarya.
1: yeah. Well, and being fair, Diamanda Hagen is nothing like Zarya.
0: Yes, definitely not. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Um, I also have an article series I do called RPG Nerd, where I take a look at uh, text-based RPGs.
2: Aww!
1: Oh.
2: You are my hero.
1: Um, and what I do is I look at the small press indie stuff, and I take it apart. I look at character creation, setting, all that fun stuff and tell you how it measures up, how well it works together, and whether or not it's kind of the kind of game you'd want to play. Oh, cool. I also occasionally have little rants about what I'm reading in a series I call Textual Assault. <laughs> and I'm currently working on a super secret project that happens to feature Anella. <gasps>
0: Ooh.
1: So you are a busy,
2: busy man.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm always a busy, busy man. And so you are going to have Anella. I am. Ooh. I have her cameo footage and everything. Awesome. Oh. I am looking forward to that. <laughs> you and me both. Yes. I have no idea what it's gonna look like <laughs> when it's <laughs> done. That's
1: getting creepy.
0: Ah yes. Oh man. So um. Okay. Out of out of the uh, three, I know you post stuff on the that guy with the glasses forum and the blogs and everything. So I'm going to include thatguywithglasses.com and the two sites that you're currently featured on. Out of all of those, who would you like to work with the most? Just, like, maybe a top five or top ten.
1: Ooh.
0: That's tricky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, you
2: don't necessarily have to rank them, just, you know, spit out five names.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start with Apollo Z-Hass. Yeah. From Extreme Network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Technically, I've already worked with a lot of people that would be on this list. Right. Um, I'd like to work with Rue from Town of the Gray Wolf, although I kind of have in my Muppet Month Jim Henson tribute. Mm.
2: Um, that I did not
1: see. It's, it's quite powerful. It is one of my longest song lyric smackdowns, because it involves a almost 30-minute tribute to Jim Henson and his death.
0: Mm.
2: Then I will have to see
1: it. As all should. Yes.
2: Respect must be
1: paid. Yes, Indeed.
0: Finish this uh, show, then go watch
1: it. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah, it becomes tricky once you realize that you've already worked with most of the... P- when I realize that I've already worked with most of the people I'd want to work with. Yeah. Um, I'd like to work with... Um, again, I've, I've already worked with Owen Citizen. I've got an audio cameo from him that I, just, I need to get the project that it's going and done for. Mm-hmm. But more work with him would be nice. Um, I'd like to interact with Doc Pepper. He's a wrestling reviewer, and I just I can't figure out a way for us to overlap. Yeah. Um. I'd like to do something with Dan from Fairly Manly Musical. Who mm-hmm. uh, no, just a- step on the Geek Fighters for um, the set sub- the set of Geek Fighters that I actually head up, the Music Meisters. Um, I've worked a lot with Diamond at this point, but she's always a, a, a delight to work with.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: And, well, see, we're, since we're talking only about the forums and blogs of That Guy with the Glasses. I mean, there are a lot of people on That Guy with the Glasses I'd love to work with. Well,
0: uh, uh, I I actually should have been more clear. I was also meaning like uh, you know main contributors from uh, that guy with the glasses as well.
1: Oh well, in that case, I'd actually really like to work with Mars Girl for my East
0: versus West series. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> she is awesome. She is had awesome. Fun
2: with
0: yes,
1: she actually has a fairly she actually has a fairly great grounding in mm Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um.
1: Who wouldn't like to work with Linkara? for pretty much the same reason, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh, I've worked with the Spirit Lupa, she, she's quite wonderful, mm-hmm. but I feel like I should do something with Todd in the Shadow.
0: Oh yeah, that would be one of the best crossovers ever.
1: Except that I don't know what he looks like, it drives me <laughs> up the wall.
0: That's okay, I think Yeisu, I Yesu Odaku knows what he looks like and she's not telling true. I'd mm-hmm. also
1: like to work with Geisu Otaku and her fellow Destiny member uh, Arcada. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a
1: very, very good selection of people and to work with. Nostal- I live for the day where I can have a nostalgia to cameo.
0: Yay! That would be Whee! awesome. She is my well, favorite. <laughs> well,
2: well, I would like to say that um, technically, being on the show, it is similar to getting to work with Linkara.
0: Uh, reference, reference,
2: reference. Man. Yeah. Filmer, you may want to explain that one.
0: Um Well let's see. We had Mars Girl last week. She had a cameo with Link she had a crossover with Linkara, but
2: No, that's not what I'm talking about.
0: No, I'm I'm lost.
2: He tweeted, remember?
0: He tweeted, he tweeted, 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 tweet, tweet, tweet.
2: You, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> I was describing you.
0: It was the um
2: it involved Linkara.
0: Oh, yeah, the love child of uh, Linkara and Spoonie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I can see that. I mean, i has <laughs> got the fedora and the, the coat-type thing, and I've got the similar get-up there, and then...
2: And physically speaking, body type.
0: Yeah. So my body's more like Linkara? I think A little
2: bit, yeah, but, but but you've got, like, about half of Spoonie's face.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes, and and, and like Spoony, I think, yeah, I think you were, I think you were there on that one when somebody had mentioned that I could pull off a good Arnold. Sin. Nah. I, <laughs> I. Who are you? I, I have gotten so much into the habit. Every time the house phone rings here, I would just automatically go, "Who are you? Why are you calling my house phone?" I. I don't want. Hey, to
2: God never answer your cell phone with that, or you and I would have so many fights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I'll sometimes give you the why-so, hello.
2: Oh, hi. This is true.
0: But I give that to a lot.
2: I can
1: tolerate that. Yes. It's different. Also, your why-so isn't that uh,
0: why-so. Yeah.
1: I actually have to Oh, hi, Goma. How's your sex life? Yeah. Everybody I, I, betray I, me. I set up with this world.
0: You're tearing me apart.
1: Yeah,
2: that didn't work. Yeah. You're tearing me apart! Yes. oh sir! Yeah. But, but no half ass cigar.
0: Pretty much. You're
2: tearing me apart! You're still trying too hard, I'm sorry, but you are too talented to be that schmucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well. Oh, hi, doggie. <laughs> oh, god, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary.
0: <sighs> well, no, okay. Oh, wow. I almost thought I'd put up my mic for a minute. It's like, wait, why did I... <laughs> um, uh, Well, you have
2: been having mic problems. Yeah. We are um, broadcasting this one on the new mic, are we not?
0: Yes, this is actually a brand new, brand new headset mic. Uh, hopefully it comes through a little better than it did last week. Oh.
2: Technology is a beautiful thing, except when it decides not to work. Exactly. Um... Speaking of technology, I believe I plugged earlier that people could send us emails. How about you tell people what those emails are so they know where to send things?
0: Actually, I'm actually changing it up because the website that I did have, uh, ranting com is probably not going to be renewed because I don't have the money for it. So That that's is what, a problem. Yeah, which it's fine because all it's really hosting right now is just the old episodes of Thespian Talk.
2: And well,
0: then you can pull people' our actual emails. Yeah, I'm, well, with- I'm actually I'm actually going to. Uh, well, I'll probably post both of ours in the, uh, in the on the screen. All right. So um, we, we'll have that there. So you should be seeing that. Um, but um, let's see. Uh, do not have any other questions for Sin here? Um, 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 um. Do you have any questions for Renee?
2: Uh, a few, only some of which are less than R-rated, and I say that partially because it's true and partially because I want to be weird. But weirdness is my aspiration. There you go. But, um, well, here's something. How do you know Gomer? When did the two of you run across each other, and how strange was it that this guy was talking to you, and did you want to run away?
1: I believe I met Gomer through Zarya. We were doing giant chat Skype power, and I met him there. Yep.
2: That would kind of make sense. Mm -hmm.
1: And it wasn't that weird, because, you know, I was meeting a lot of people that day.
2: Well, yeah, i just, you know, meeting Gomer, as I can say from my personal experience, although I am female, so there may be, like, an additional thing going on there that you you weren't necessarily a victim of. Oh. (laughs) You're
1: welcome. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Are you perhaps suggesting that Gomer might have flirted with me if I were of a fairer sex?
2: Yes. Possibly. Oh, come on! Be honest. You're (laughs) in Florida. You're in Panhandle, Florida, which you need to get out of, by the way. Yes. And you are surrounded by people who are Either less than desirable or desirable for all the wrong reasons Pretty you much non-stop I... It, it, no <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I almost wish that you were bisexual So that you would have an easier time
0: Yeah I, I actually have to admit uh, There have been points where I would think Yeah, you know It would be nice if I felt bisexual Because then it would be easier But But, but yeah. if
2: you were bi Would you have gone after sin? At this point <laughs> When you met
0: him Um Well when I met him I usually don't go, it, In the sense of Actually trying to Go after him the terms of dating Or trying to get sex from I don't No I'm not
2: talking about dating I'm talking about Captain florida you
0: Okay flirting Complimenting That sort of thing Probably Aw.
1: There
2: you go
0: So but You don't have to try and spare my feelings No
1: one ever wants to date me
2: No I sure. if it weren't for the fact that my current boyfriend is a fluke, I would still go after you. <laughs>
0: Aww. <laughs> Aww. Yay. That was so special. Yay! But, um... Ah, okay, so, um... I think we have time for uh, one more question, if you want to fire one off, Renee.
2: Brain, not function. Oh, no. 404 question, not found.
1: <laughs> you can do it. I have faith in you. You can do
0: it. Um,
2: trying, trying, trying. Okay, what's your favorite rum?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people, but I am actually drinking. This started before the show started. I have had a very, very long week. It has been absolutely horrible, and I was treating myself before we started recording, so just bear with me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be the first. You would not be the first, uh, online radio podcast personality to drink during a show. I know of a couple of And others. I'm
2: willing to bet I will not by the longest shot or the furthest reach of the imagination be the last. Exactly. <laughs> so, skin favorite alcohol. Oh,
1: first favorite. First
2: rum, and then the rest of them.
1: Okay, well, my favorite rum is Appleton Estate White from Jamaica. Oh, my God, I don't think I've had that one before. It's not bad. It's a cheap rum, but...
2: That would it's be why not a I'm nice for
1: <laughs> Well, it's cheap in the way that Picardy is cheap. Okay. Okay. So, you know, a good, you-don't-have-much-money rum. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My, my only experience with Picardy, to be honest, is doing 151 shots for Dark Games. So, just with that as being a reference of cheap rum... It isn't exactly something that I'm largely burst in.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. Um my actual drink of choice is gin. I love a good gin. Yes. And my favorite brand there is a, is a brand called Bombay Sapphire. It's oh. a beautiful gin. Got lots of subtle undertones to it. And it's only you a dollar to which tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will spend the extra dollar For a, a nice gin and tonic There you go And then beyond that It's a selection of white and rosé wine. Um, I like a good vodka I, I'm quite fond of Absolute uh, Again It's all stuff that's affordable to me So it's mostly mid-range alcohol
2: Again, this is true Yeah
1: Um, I mean, when I'm visiting my parents, my dad's a fan of Grey Goose vodka, and that's delightful. Yes, it is. That's like water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm also a fan of meads and ciders.
2: I have not had a good mead, ever.
1: There are some wonderful meaderies here in Ontario, uh, around Toronto, so... I can go into the local beer store and pick up a couple of bottles of a decent mead.
2: I may have to steal my way up there. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, Canada, we're just superior. I
0: think I said that earlier. Yeah. There's a reason you're on top. Uh you you were in my mind. Get out of my mind. I was about to say the same thing. I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> well, we on top,
1: but don't forget, we've got our sticky outfit inside you, while your sticky outfit is just hanging there in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's true.
2: So many jokes. So many jokes.
0: Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, well. This
2: closely that... inebriated version of the show brought to you by... The Ooh. letter Z.
0: There you
1: go. <laughs> <Enough> <laughs> and I appreciate you saying Z. Yes.
2: Honestly, it came to my mind naturally that way.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... With that we're gonna to have to wrap things up. Sin, thank you for being on the show. It was great having you on. Yes it was I- and if you want to come back at any point, feel free, let us know. We'll work you in.
1: Alright. I think I do that.
0: All right. So until next time, this is Gomer the Ranching Thespian signing off. We are getting out of here. Um Sin, why don't you take us out?
1: Until next time, this is Sin with Gomer and Oh, fuck! Brain, don't don't break now. You were doing so well. <laughs> and Renee.
2: Renee.
1: Reminding I mean, you to, to forget my name and learn.
2: Next, attracted to.
1: <laughs> I know Gomer better, Renee. This is. It,
2: yeah. I will have to change this.
1: Yes. Well, that's entirely up to you. Balls in your court. That's what she said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway,
1: as I was saying, remember to listen and learn and act responsibly. Yes. Yes, please. Alright. And
2: voice your hippos, high.
1: <laughs>
0: See ya.